0: UFO Warning. In this episode we ask, is Bigfoot ET? That's correct. Is Bigfoot ET? Now this article comes to us from MassLive.com, stated from back on October 19, 2015, so it's been a few years, but the title says, is Bigfoot an extraterrestrial visitor? Some researchers think so. Now it's written by Michael D. Kane. He begins the article by saying, is it possible the creature known as Bigfoot, Sasquatch, or by a number of different names all over the world, is an interdimensional traveler? That's a theory now in play with both Bigfoot and UFO researchers, and one that played heavily into discussions at this weekend's Greater New England UFO Conference held in Lewiston. I like the fact that right off the bat they get into the question, is Bigfoot interdimensional, because I think that's far more likely than having Bigfoot come from some other galaxy. Paranormal researcher William Hall at the convention, ostensibly to talk ghosts, said the paranormal world as a whole is more connected than people realize, but that is beginning to change, at least from the perspective of those involved in the ground-level research. Hall, who began his paranormal research with UFOs and aliens, said many of the classic signs from human encounters with otherworldly beings, ghosts, aliens, and Bigfoot, have similar signs, be they disappearing beings, fast-moving objects, or strange lights. As a result, many are starting to think of the field holistically, he said. I think that's important that we look at these things as all part of the same phenomena because there's so many commonalities between them. How many years have we been looking for Bigfoot and really never found solid proof? Here and there, maybe a few hairs or some footprints, uh, maybe a photograph or two, but it's almost, the, the evidence is almost as sketchy as what you would expect to find from a ghost sighting. He says, it used to be that UFO people didn't talk to the ghost people because they were a little weird. and Nobody would talk to the Bigfoot people because they were crazy. All said, I found out we cannot continue to do that. In reality, quantum physics is leading us there. Of course, we know that quantum physics does some really strange things. Everything from the observer effect to time travel. So if we're going to approach this whole question of whether or not Bigfoot is strictly a paranormal apparition or just where he's coming from, he's the interdimensional, extradimensional, whatever, we like to put aside these labels of crazy and weird and strange and just open our mind and maybe apply some quantum physics to these problems. He says it is not a new theory. Writing for Huffington Writing for Huffington Post, Dr. Franklin Rule notes such sightings date back to the late 1800s. In modern times, it is a theory that dates back to 1973, but one that is grabbing hold as more and more Bigfoot hunters are reporting run-ins with with what is known as the orange orbs. Those are fast-moving lights that one may think are alien in nature, but seen in areas associated with Bigfoot. Well, I can tell you from my own experience, these orange orbs—they're not just associated with areas; they're not just found in areas associated with Bigfoot. I personally have seen one right in the middle of town. Uh, very strange, kind of. If you, if you didn't know better, you might think it was a, almost like a. Like a balloon, but it, it was in the middle of the night. Uh, this orange glowing. Uh, orb just gently lifted up into the air at the speed of a balloon, but it certainly was no balloon because balloons aren't luminescent like this, and then just disappeared into the night. These things are uh, beyond anything that we would see in our normal daily life. They certainly fall into the category of paranormal. Now it says renowned Bigfoot hunter Bill Brock was the first speaker at the conference and the first of the weekend to raise the idea about multidimensional portals Brock referenced a recent NASA announcement that magnetic portals may be real. Brock said he came to believe in them when he traveled to West Virginia to study the Mothman case. But are mysterious orbs transporter beams for Sasquatch? Leo Minster's Bill Penning believes it is possible. In his first recognized Bigfoot encounter, something large in the woods shook the ground but vanished quickly. In addition, he found a set of tracks that seemed to indicate something appeared. ...behind a running deer very quickly, caught the deer, and then disappeared because both sets of tracks ended at that point. Wow, now that is something very strange. Just imagine that. You're out in that forest and you hear this uh, large animal shaking the ground running nearby. You find the tracks and follow the tracks as this thing just snatches up a deer on the run. You know, an animal that probably weighs, you know, a good hundred pounds or better... And then suddenly, both tracks disappear. It's almost sometimes like these things are sent here um, to gather these animals as who knows what scientific research uh, material sacrifice of some kind. I don't know, but I really associate these sightings of the of the Bigfoot with um, the taking of these animals. It says Penning's partner Ronnie lebonc has seen. Ronnie LeBlanc has seen orange orbs in the same area. If the the alien theory is true, it solves one of cryptozoology's biggest unanswered questions. If Bigfoot is real, where are the bodies? Where are the animal carcasses left behind? That's a good question. That portals could be why we don't see any bodies, why there are no bones, Penning said. Jonathan Wilk, founder of Team Sasquatch, a Bigfoot Research group based on Western Mass said YouTube and other internet websites have numerous videos of the orange orbs, but whether they are related to Bigfoot, he would only go as far to say that he remains open-minded about the idea. Well, they could be related to a variety of paranormal or UFO sightings, I think. He says, I have no official opinion on it, he said. I leave nothing off the table because there are a lot of things we find in our field work that we cannot explain. David McCullough, another member of Team Sasquatch, has had his own experiences with orbs of bright lights in the woods. Since then, he said he is more open to the idea of the orbs as portals, which are starting to be reported in every state, often in places known to have Bigfoot sightings. We have seen a lot of orb sightings lately. This is a fact, and it's almost as if they're trying to communicate with people the way they act, zipping about, being uh, you know, right out in the open where they can be seen, almost as if they're posing for a photograph. William McCall said it left him wondering. He did joke that based on witness descriptions of portal beings are more like Star Wars Ewoks than the giants known as Sasquatches. Brock, however, is not convinced he believes in the orbs since he believes the descriptions of Mothman's giant, glowing red eyes and ability to fly is more descriptive of an alien encounter than a Bigfoot encounter. But he has his own theory on the origin of Bigfoot. He believes the creatures are the prehistoric human rivals, the Neanderthals. Well, the problem with that is that they're flesh and blood creatures. Is where's the evidence? Where are the dead bodies? Where are the habitations? You know, that just we find all these other animals. Yes, they're rare. But we do find the bones from time to time. And where are the Bigfoot remains? He says, it's, known, it's a known fact that human beings and Neanderthals were battling pretty heavy 35,000 years ago, he said. I believe they split at that time and went off into the woods. Under Brock's theory, Neanderthals developed as a species parallel to human beings. But while humans were developing technology in cities, Neanderthals were learning to live in the forest and in hiding from their enemies. Like the portal theory, Brock notes his more earthbound beliefs also answer the question raised by skeptics, why are they so hard to find? Tens of thousands of years of experience with camouflage, he noted. The problem is, these things are even seen near populated areas. And the fact is, if there were that many of them around, Eventually, one of them would have been hit by a truck or a car or something. We, we would, I believe, we would have had a carcass by now. Like us, they became masters of their domain, but their domain was a forest. They know how to hide, he said. They actually went beyond being masters of their own domain. But that leaves the bodies, right? Not so, Brock said, because Neanderthals were and are cannibals. By eating their bodies, they do two things, he said. First, they feed themselves. Second, they dispose of the bodies. Well, that's perhaps correct, but there would be some evidence left over, I think, a piece of hair somewhere, uh, a bone fragment somewhere, uh, some leftover scat somewhere, something would be left behind, more than what we have, because just because of the fact that population would have to be large enough to sustain itself. That's why, personally, I lean more toward the notion of these Sasquatch actually being some sort of interdimensional creature. Now, I want to take a look at this next article. Now this next article is from Huffpost.com. It's dated June seventh, 2012. That's a while ago, but I think it's still a good article. It's written by Franklin Rural PhD. The title says, Is Bigfoot possibly an alien entity? And the subtitle says, Perhaps the Bigfoot creatures are UFO pilots landing on Earth for exploratory purposes or conceivably or conceivably higher level ETs are leaving behind some specimens as guinea pigs who test our environment for a long-term survival. That's interesting. It says, rather than being a missing link between man and the apes, Bigfoot may possibly be an alien entity. This intriguing possibility is derived from evidence to several solid UFO cases. The earliest clues date back to 1888, when a cattleman described an encounter with friendly Indians in Humboldt County, California. They led him to a cave where he saw a hefty humanoid creature covered in long, shiny black hair with no neck, sitting cross-legged. One Indian told him three of these crazy bears had been cast out of a small moon that dropped from the sky and landed. The moon then ascended back into the sky, so it's highly likely the crazy bears were really Bigfoots and the moon a spacecraft. That's a fascinating tale, you know, from... Not that long ago, 1888, you know, what, 120, 130 years. But the, just the fact that the Native Americans just told the story exactly as they saw it, and the best way they could describe it, this crazy bear. It probably did seem like a crazy bear, just dropped out of this moon, this UFO. Just seems so plausible. It says, now fast forward almost 100 years to 1973, and Ms. rifa he- Heightfield She and her 13-year-old son were sleeping in a trailer in Cincinnati, Ohio, on the morning of October twenty-first. Rifa arose at 2.30 a.m. to quench her thirst and notice strange lights in the adjoining parking lot. Looking out the window, her attention was drawn in particular to an inexplicable cone of light, shaped like a huge bubble umbrella, about 7 feet in diameter. Nearby, she spotted a grayish ape-like creature with a large, downward-angled snout. No neck and a sizable waist. Moving slowly, it then entered into the night. About five minutes later, both 8-Man and UFO disappeared. Now that would be something to see looking out your mobile home window. This UFO drops down and out pops a giant Sasquatch. Wow. Another dramatic incident occurred a few days later, on October 25, 1973. A group of farmers in Fayetteville County, Pennsylvania, Fayetteville County, Pennsylvania, caught a dome-shaped UFO that was brightly lit and about 100 feet in diameter. As the locals drove toward it, they saw a pair of gargantuan creatures covered with thick matted hair, luminescent green eyes, and long arms that dangled below their knees. A farmer's son fired a gunshot at the creatures, one of which raised its right hand in the air. At that very moment, the UFO disappeared. Then the two Bigfoots escaped into the woods and were never seen again. This is something we commonly hear about with these things when they're shot at or attacked or pursued, is that they just kind of disappear into the timber. It's almost that they blend in. Dairy farmer William Bozak of Frederick, Wisconsin, was returning from a co-op meeting about 10.30 p.m. on December 9, 1974, when he nearly slammed into a globular UFO on the road in front of him. It's bottom half enshrouded shrouded in fog. Inside the visible transparent dome was a six-foot-tall ape-like creature with reddish-brown fur covering its body, except for the face, and distinctive pointed ears. It appeared to be operating a control panel. As buzzing passed by, the object suddenly arose and disappeared. That's got to be a sight to see, this ape-looking creature operating the control panel of a UFO. And he talks about this thing being shrouded in fog, it's almost as if this thing is just materializing into uh, our reality, into our dimension. He says, In August 1976, after a series of UFO sightings around Rutford, British Columbia, Canada, several men and their children saw a hairy, ape-like entity, six to seven feet tall, roaming about a mountainside. They also found a clump of hair that was sent to the Royal Canadian Mounted Police for identification. Laboratory analysis confirmed it was primate hair, but significantly, it could not be matched to any known species on Earth. Wow, I would love to have a clump of that hair, wouldn't you? I wonder where that ended up at. So they got this actual hair sample and tested it in 1976. I suppose this would have been a little before DNA, and they, but they were able to tell by the, you know, the patterns and the shape and the structure of the hair that yes, this is from a primate, but it's not like anything we've ever seen on earth. You know it's funny how they cover up these cases. It it's kinda it kinda goes back to that theory of the one white crow. You know, you don't have to believe in white crows until you see one. And once you've seen one white crow, then that means the statement there are no white crows is no longer true. That means it's possible that they are true. Same thing here. Once you have a hair sample from a primate that cannot be identified, you can no longer say that there is no evidence of Bigfoot because we have hair samples from something that very well could be Bigfoot. We know it's not a primate of any variety that we know on this planet. Just saying. Perhaps the Bigfoot creatures or UFO pilots landing on Earth for exploratory purposes or conceivably higher-level ETs are leaving behind some specimens as guinea pigs to test our environment for long-term survival, or possibly these Bigfoots are criminal entities being deposited on Earth as a form of cosmic deportation. Those are all interesting thoughts, especially when you consider some of the reports of the black helicopters, men in black, the U.S. military being involved when these Bigfoot sightings occur, and especially when these Bigfoot sightings occur at or around the same time or in conjunction with missing people reports and national parks. And you know those national parks cover a awful lot of acres. And if I was gonna dump somebody off somewhere where they wouldn't be bothered, in the middle of one of those parks would be just the place to do it. And how do we know that the deep state hasn't got some sort of a some sort of a contract or a bargain with these guys to take those uh, ejected Sasquatch off their hands. Who knows? But I enjoyed that both of these articles are exploring the different possibilities to explain what all these Bigfoot sightings are. And I have to tell you that the idea that these things are somehow fit in some sort of alien context makes a lot more sense to me than that they are simply biological creatures. Not to say that they couldn't assume a biological shape or size or you know the characteristics of an animal while they're here. But the notion that that we would have this enormous breeding population floating around uh, our parklands is a lot harder for me to accept than to think that these things could simply be some sort of extraterrestrial or interdimensional creature. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out. <music>